If you plug in a place and you're already flipping properties, doing new builds, right? There's your listings. I mean, then you have buyers off of that from the marketing, from the open houses, right? Uh, all of the the brand awareness from, from posting and so forth um, that you're going to get the business necessary then to feed the other ancillary businesses like title, mortgage, all that good stuff. So if you can be a hub for everything, it's just so much easier to plug and play because the capital is, is circulating within. All right, hi everybody. David Donaldson here with Entrepreneurial Impact. Uh, without my associate Joe Martin today, him and his wife gave birth to their baby boy, Thomas, a couple of weeks early. So he's just finishing up some, some leave to help get everybody adjusted back at home. So we miss him and we wish them all the best. And with that being said, Stephen from Acre Brothers is joining. What is up? What is up? And I'm really excited to learn because Stephen has kind of grown a really large team and doing some amazing things down here. So we're going to take a deep dive in what he has to offer us today. Stephen, welcome. Thank you. Dude. Yeah, man. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. We know as you know, we were kind of down in your territory this week. We had a large retreat down in the Roanoke area. So, you know. I would have been there. I was on a vacation in Topsail with uh, the wife's family. So family first. I admit right? it. Yeah. This beautiful country, beautiful time of year to be down there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, it was nicer. We were going to Nags Head with a team next month. Um but Naxit, I didn't realize the, the difference between Naxit and, and Topsoil is pretty big. I think Topsoil is like really family oriented. And then uh, Naxit's like party central. You know? <laughs> Not that I party, you know, Ari Gordon. It's okay to have a little balance, right? It is, yeah. <laughs> balance. Well, Steve, as we know, having gone through these episodes of that, everybody has a journey. Right? Yep. The journey started somewhere. And it's not always, it's seldom the same. There's some commonalities right. in backgrounds, right? Military challenges, trials, whatever. But it's always unique to the individual. So why don't you give some background about you, yep. who impacted your world, and, and what kind of brought you to where you guys are today? Yeah. So I went to Liberty University. Um, it's where we're located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. One of the fastest growing cities, by the way. So if you got referrals, send them my way. Great place to invest. But um, I was working for Liberty University in the call center. Um, so I got my world shook by dealing with escalated situations and having to be on the phone 24-7, you know what I mean? Yeah, getting eaten alive by people. So I learned how to communicate. I think through that is the biggest blessing and curse because, you know, I don't know. Liberty's great, but there's no real opportunity. Um, and that's kind of what I was after. So I was having a conversation with a friend one day. Anyways, he, he was talking about how we don't get any pay raises. He's really complaining. And I was like, dude, that's because, man, you're expendable. And that's when it hit for me as well. It's like, I'm expendable um, and I need to get into something where the opportunity is greater. So anyways, um, I randomly you jumped yourself in. self-aware by trying to make somebody else aware. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the pride, you know, of me saying that too is pretty funny, but it's just like, you know, hit me. I'm like, damn, dude, I'm, I'm expendable. Well, you know, those realizations come almost at any particular moment, right? Somebody was spoken to fire and the questions inside of you and you realize like, not only are you expired, expendable, yep. but oh my goodness, so am I. Yep. Yep. And that actually, it really hit me hard. I just, uh, immediately, um, I think it was like a week later or something like that. It was very quick. I 
went in in one of the team meetings and I told uh, my boss in front of everyone that I was looking into real estate. <laughs> She's like, really? she pulled me aside. She's like, you can't do that in a team huddle. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm an idiot, you know? <laughs> um, but anyways, I uh, told her I was going to do real estate just randomly, knew nothing about it. My brother, Luke, um, works with a company called Reminder Media. And it is the um, uh, basically American Lifestyle Magazine, and state paid podcast. He does that. But anyways, um, he mentioned real estate because they help people build repeat and referral business. And so I um, just randomly went into real estate after hearing him talk about it one time. So, so subconsciously you learned from your brother because he was around. the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm fortunate enough to come from a family. My, uh, well, my dad's a pastor and had uh, eight kids. And so I've Wait, always lived a little bit. Yeah, I'm one of eight. So I've always lived a little bit in chaos, you know, um, and had to, you learn how to communicate, I think, in a big family. Um, And being a pastor, you have to be really in tune with people, the way they think, they operate. Um, And really, I I would say, like, you know, my dad's one of the the biggest, like, caring people that you'll ever meet in his life. He really taught me to um, think about others um, above myself, and that's sales, you know, in general is just considering others over yourself, being the last one to speak, listening to people's problems, all that good stuff. Um, but anyways, my uncle too, he's a, he started the Reminder Media company and they're a big company. So I come from a, a family of, I think, entrepreneurs in a lot of ways. My brother, Luke, has been a very uh, big influence on my journey. I think you're selling that a little bit short. I mean, having a father in the church yeah. and running a church, I mean, relationships that's what it's what's that is all about yeah learned for a very long period of time at the right side of that of how to treat people amen amen yeah and then obviously that in itself run is a business yeah i think that was it i mean i I think you noticed like uh, some of the best real estate agents are ministry previous ministry um you know military um great real estate agents teachers um, a lot of them are in the service field already, you know, so that, that has been a lot of commonalities for the people right. that we talk to, right? Military, uh, ministry, uh, right. hospitality, right? A lot of success, anything that's service-based, right? Taking care of the consumer, consumer-centric and recognize that, you know, we're really here to help people and what a, what a better way than help them with one of the largest decisions they ever have to make, right? right? So it's so it was kind of crazy that you're radically. I mean, so you grew up around you had to inertly inside of you, right? Not lead, how to build a business, seeing others do it, but then all of a sudden the awakening, right? I'm gonna go all Star Wars on you, but the yeah. awakening of, of busting well, into a meeting and saying, "Hey, I'm out." Yeah, I think um, Ricky Carruth uh, said it one time. It might have been Gary Keller might have followed this as well, but like real estate is like the last frontier for entrepreneurs. It's like, I think it's the easiest entry for an entrepreneur to get into real estate. You get to learn so much about business and how it operates with such a small upfront cost um, to you and become that entrepreneur. So that really, I was so blessed that real estate I started my journey in real estate because I could see myself doing another business and we, you know, have other things that we're starting to do, but it would have been so much harder. 
You know what I mean? You learn so much easier, I guess, from your mistakes in this business. Um, and part of that is just because uh, the consumer has the money in their house. So they have the money that they're giving you. They're not seeing that, you know, upfront, having to fork that out of pocket. And you're getting such a big portion that you can make mistakes within, within that. But I thought that was an interesting thing that it's last frontier for entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? Um, the easy entry. So. Yeah, well, I mean, you're right. You know, the barrier of entry is well, argumentatively probably too low if you ask a lot of people. Sure. Um, based on some experiences that we've had. However, right. the barrier of entry being low for those that are driven, right? And from an investment standpoint, they can grow very quickly. And those are some of the things that we've seen for a lot of different people we've talked to, right? Right. Is that if you're focused, you're driven, you follow the systems and models. Yeah. There's not a lot you can't do. Yeah, 100%. So, so we talked about your father, we talked about your uncle and your brother is too, but was there anybody else in your world that kind of has been a huge factor on you to kind of help you grow the way that you guys have grown? Um, I mean, there's been a lot of people, a lot of influences in my life that are still helping me to this day. I mean, our, our broker owner, um, uh, the, the relationships that I've made along the way through them in general, just from going to masterminds and, I mean, that's been one of the biggest things is just going to things that you don't, doing things you don't want to do and that you know you should do and going to places that you know, you really don't want to make that sacrifice. And then when you go to these masterminds and so forth, you meet the people that are going to change uh, you know, your world. I mean, you know, Keith Hinton. I mean, I'm doing a bunch of stuff with Keith and he's just a great dude. Uh, but, you, you know, Kaleo has been on your, your podcast, uh, you know, Garrett Maroon, um, Cody Persinger, um, all these individuals that are doing things that you're doing. And it's just great to be around them and learn from their mistakes, then learn from your mistakes, um, you know, failures and really give each other energy to move on. So I got a ton of them. I don't know. And then other than that, I mean, just podcasts like stay pay Luke's podcast, uh, Josh, uh, Joshua Smith was another one I listened to, you know, real estate rock stars by Pat Hyben. Um, that was another one that really got me involved. Um, something, I can't remember the guy's name, Moeller. Um, but anyways, there's a lot of podcasts I've listened to as well. But it has gotten a lot easier to get exposure, to learn from like, yeah. all these other revenue streams, right? whether it's audiobooks or podcasts, going to masterminds. I couldn't agree with you more that the ability to talk to others that are like-minded individuals and growing at the same type of rate or with the same type of drive that you have. Yeah. I really love about this. Part. And one of the things I don't know, even if it is like, that's a huge nugget. Right. Um, but for me too, like one of the things I think people sell short is when you're surrounded by people that are making moves in life, you can't help, but try to make the same moves and do, you know, make a difference. So it's like, you know, the Gary thing that you are who you surround yourself with or the five people that you surround yourself with um, there is some energy that is there. I don't want to be mystical about it, but you can't help it. When you're around successful people, you want to be successful. And every time I've been in the wrong circles, I have you know lost that momentum. When I'm in the right circles, it's like, oh my gosh, I want to be around you. You know what I mean? Because you just spur me on to new, new life, you know, almost. Um, so I don't want to sell that short either, because that's like one of our one of the value propositions for our team is like, dude, don't you recognize how valuable 
it is to be around people that have done it before you, right? And that around people that are taking this thing to the next level, because dude, you get to fall in that, right? And you get to be, become a part of that as well. There's so much motivation. It, it, it's true. I was having a conversation with somebody earlier today that the negativity can take over very quickly in yeah, yeah. mindset and that ability to thrive and be like, you know, I'm attracted to this more. This is more important to me over here. And I'm going to yeah. get, get caught up in this minutiae. I'm going to move away from that. But yeah. I don't want to be attracted to what's going on around. There's some big thing going on. Yep. Like, that's where I want to go. That's yeah. who I want to be around. And that's some hard decision making sometimes when you're separating yourself to maybe your past to your future. Yeah. Um, so where, I mean, so where else do you find people like that? So obviously, yep. you've got, what other elements are you looking to bring into your world? Where are you going? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think like one um, huge thing that I've done and, and I've fallen off of it and I've gotten back on it is like when I think about you saying being around the right people and stuff, part of it's just knowing where you're heading, where you want to head. I wouldn't even say it's like, you don't have to know exactly where you're going to go. It's like Grant Cardone says, he's like, I write down my goals. He's like, I don't have a timeline for it. He's like, I know it's impossible, but I'm still writing down my goals, right? Because, you know, because I'm writing it down, because I'm creating that new desire for it. If I want it, I'm going to go get it. And so if you know where you're heading, you are looking for opportunities that are constantly surrounding you um but you don't know they're there you know it's like as soon as you're you know what's the the whole thing they say about the reticulate um activated system or whatever yeah. the heck you see red truck you know what i mean all of a sudden you start to see red trucks everywhere you see a real estate sign you're like whoa they're everywhere right um it's the same thing with opportunity if you're looking for a director of operations um and you know that's going to be the person you're looking for. All of a sudden, all these people, these relationships that you have, you go, whoa, they actually could be really, really good, you know, at this. So I think part of it's just like you have to, you have to know where you want to head, right? And you got to continually cultivate that desire for that thing because the opportunities, the luck that's around you is around you, and you just have to be open to it. Um, it, it almost finds you, you know. Well, and that's an interesting concept around luck and opportunity. Right. One's got to happen, right? They're the same, man. Yeah, it's like they're the same. It's, it's you know, call it luck. I, I don't care. You know, I worked my ass off to to have that luck happen, you know, to me. Uh, the opportunity. Yeah, because yeah, it's there. Because it's just the opportunity um, that's there for you. And I think that's the coolest thing about, like, real estate, too, is one of the things that people don't understand about it is, like, if you invest in real estate, Dude, it doesn't matter really the mistakes that you're making because eventually you're going to wake up one day with a bunch of properties, right? Because you continually did it. Maybe you didn't have the best return um, that there was, but it's like you almost can't fail. It's like a savings account regardless, you know, and it's appreciating at 5% every year, a year after a year. One day you're going to wake up with that leverage. Oh, you know, let's be careful. So I, I don't, I don't want to date myself, but I was licensed in 07 and I saw a whole lot of people that did fail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean by that? I, I agree, like um, to a certain extent, but anyone who invested in would have just held their property, yeah. you know, we're eventually back up this year to higher than we were, you know, in 2007, obviously. Um, so eventually, you know, it's going to come back back up and uh, well, the challenge is being informed right Th that's yeah. where we come in right as as realtors sure. educators and consultants right to our consumers is steering them in the right path right 
those that try to go at it alone are the ones that end up in trouble. And that's what happened, right? They didn't know, or they were working with people that really didn't have their best interests in looking out for them. There's been a multitude of times where I have worked with investors and said, that's not the right one. And I felt it was my place to do that. Yeah, and I yeah. think as licensees and as realtors, that is our job to help them make the informed decision. Agreed. Yeah. So going from Liberty University, right, to getting your license, yep. where you are now to Acre Brothers, a team right. of 12 associates or additional staff, where's the, what's the time frame on that? Um, six years. So it's been six years now. Um, it's been a long journey. <laughs> That's but really, but that's really not that long. What's that? Explosive growth for six years. Let's say that one more time. Sorry, I can hear you. That, that's right. So that's explosive growth for six years. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been. It's definitely been a lot of work to get here. Um, and you know, even though it's felt like a long time, looking back to, and that's kind of what I meant about the whole real estate thing is like, dude, six years is nothing. Like we were at a mastermind, or I guess uh, Gary Keller had popped in via Zoom to the mastermind. And one of the things he was saying is like a recession hasn't lasted longer. I think it was seven years. Um, might've been 10, but seven years, let's just say, and, and you go, man, that's just the time I've been in real estate. It's been nothing. Right. Yeah. And so if you would have just bought real estate and held that real estate, um, man, you're, you're not going to run into problems unless you're doing stupid stuff. You know, like you're talking about making sure you advise your clients not to do stupid stuff, but um Anyways, I think that's the coolest thing in the world that it's only been six years. And now I can look back and go, man, all these skill sets that I've learned to get here, even with all the mistakes, it's like I have them. I could jump back into sales and be an incredible listing agent, you know, buyer's agent um, because of the skill sets that I've learned. And now I'm trying to become an excellent uh, business owner and an excellent investor and all those good, good things, learning those skills. So you're building on a team of 16 people now, and you're talked about the opportunities that had come to you, but you're now creating opportunities for others. Where do you find the talent? Where are you finding the ability to give them opportunity? You think about like a practical way. Most of our people have, most of our good people, all of our good people have been from Sphere. They've been from, you know, we talked about repeat and referral, but why not, why not make repeat and referral um, a part of your hiring process right and so it's like constantly having we have our organizational chart what we want that to look like our business to actually look like so in my mind i'm always just looking for the talent to fill those positions and if you're constantly involved in that you know you don't want to let the talent go right when it approaches your desk so most of it has been it's come around in our sphere of influence and we've been open to that idea um, and then at that point, it's just painting a vision that's large enough for people to jump on board. Because one thing I've learned is like, we think as business owners that everyone, or at least this is what I thought, and I talked to a lot of people that have felt the same way. We think that everyone has this clear set vision because we do in our minds. Like, it's just like, I was like, I got it. I know how we're going to do this thing, you know, but most people do not have that vision um, to get to where they want to get. And so it's just, you know, plugging them into the right position that they fit the best in and clearly defining that, that mission, that vision for them of how they're going to get um, to their dreams and their goals. But I, yeah, I'd say the biggest thing is just a sphere. We've done Indeed. We've done, you know, I think we did Wise Hire, um, you know, a couple of times, but everything has been from our sphere of influence. 
Now, no different than building a team is building a, a business center or a market center, right? It, but it's the retention piece, right? Growing the way that you guys have grown, right? There's that's hard to retain team members as well. Yeah, and we've lost some people too. Yeah. <laughs> and when we go through that, right? Attrition is just a part of life. But at six years and 16 people. So, so what are you doing to kind of keep that energy going? What's Man, a great question. them, right? How are they growing? Yeah. Um, well, it's good that you said that because I think part of it, especially like if, if you've ever lost someone and you're sitting out there, man, the momentum crusher that that is, we, we lost four people, I think last year. And, it, you know, it took us forever to get back to it, just even this stage of where we're at. And now I'm looking at it and looking back at my mistakes and I go, man, I dwelt on that way too long. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I should have, and people say that I didn't dwell on it very long at all, which is the funny part, but, um, you really just have to go, dude, that is what it is. Don't need to focus on that at all. Focus on the mission where you guys are heading because you'll get back there so much faster instead of trying to like, think about, Oh, what do we need to do? Um, you know, to not make this mistake and all this stuff again, it's like your focus is on, um, in some ways, the wrong thing. It's focused on retention instead of growth and growth creates, you know, the retention. Like, so it's like, if you create opportunities for people, they're going to stay. And so, and momentum is so important in that because you need the momentum to keep growing. Um, and so I think that's like the biggest lesson that I've learned is like, stop focusing on the issue, focus on the solution, right? Um, and the solution is just more growth, more momentum. Keep growing and keep pouring into your people and understand that attrition at the end of the day is part of doing business. And, you know, to all intents and purposes is a factor of growth. Right. Right. And I think like I think um, the whole like retention piece, part of it is that we don't understand how, how valuable we really are um, to people in that, like, if you just share the knowledge of what you've done thus far, you know, 99 percent of agents don't one invest um, in real estate and you can help them with that 99% of them, you know, haven't done, you know, more than 30 transactions, you know, you, as a leader, you've probably done a hundred, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so we have so much knowledge that we think other people know, and we're all so scared of our value proposition and all this good stuff, instead of just going, just share with them the stuff that's a no brainer to you right now, because it wasn't at one point, it wasn't a no brainer um, to you. And so I've been doing that a lot more lately. It's just meeting, especially with our top producers and going, dude, I have 70 something properties, right? You know, like that gets you to the same place. You know what I mean? That's what I want to do. And half of them don't even know that you're investing that heavily. And, you know, half of them don't even have their first property. So there's just a lot of value add there in the education piece. I mean, 70 properties, I mean, that's an upper echelon type of acquisition. Right. So you are like a master investor for the people on your own team. And who are they going to have a better resource than going to you right. when they're ready to do this thing? And I think having somebody like you pour into your team. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's incredible value. And so like, yeah, because you, you're the one that cares. But I say it all the time. It's like, man, dude, your family's going to want to work with you partly just because you've spent so much time with them and they trust you, you know, like, and that's the same thing with it. We need to put it back up on ourselves. It's like, dude, your agents trust you. You need to, you know, you need to pour into them um, and expect them to trust you, get them to invest more.
So what's, what's next? I mean, you've done a lot in six years. What other opportunities are you looking for? You mentioned earlier that you guys are growing into a new location. You've invested in a lot of properties. Yeah. So what's on the long-term vision for Acre Brothers? You know, the most money is made through real estate investing. Um, and, you know, for me, I think money is just a way to influence the world with uh, the things that you believe, right? Um, there's more value add and, and creating more else. So we want to be heavy investors. Like we want a thousand plus units. Um, the big thing for the team is we are setting up the systems right now so that we can expand to places like we we're starting a team in PA coming up here. Um, and you know, we're, that's why I say always looking for the opportunity. Where, where the that's my home turf. Yeah. So Bluebell, do you know Bluebell? Yeah. So my brother, so Luke's in, in PA, he's near, oh, okay. near Philly, like Harleysville. Um, and uh, anyways, we're going to start a team out there. And then, so we'll, we'll do some expansion pieces because we have the systems in place. And then it's the ancillary, you know, businesses to feed off that. Because I think like the real estate agent, um, what people don't understand is everyone's after the real estate agent, but not because of the money, Right. The they're after the real estate agent because the real estate agent is the direct communication to the consumer and they control the transaction. So if you can get that piece, then you can really feed off of that piece through the ancillary businesses like insurance, right? Title, mortgage. And so our play is to do all of that and to have the investment piece and the new build piece, right? Where we're a hub for everything real estate and we can just plug and play. Because if you, it's leads listing leverage, like Gary says all the time. If you plug in a place and you're already flipping properties, doing new builds, right? there's your listings. I mean, then you have buyers off of that from the marketing, from the open houses, right? Uh, all of the, the brand awareness from, from posting and so forth um, that you're going to get the business necessary then to feed the other ancillary businesses like title, mortgage, all that good stuff. So if you can be a hub for everything, it's just so much easier to plug and play because the capital is, is circulating within and profit means growth, you know? That's some of the great things with, with a, a structure like KW allows you to do is that the leases are off. So those opportunities are boundless, right? right. You mentioned the, all those JVs and those partnerships. If you're talking about having a thousand properties, and you're talking, you know, even before that, you're talking about property management. You're yep, talking yep. about different divisions within Acreen Brothers. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep. And that's the mindset you have, that you can think bigger around. Right? Yep. That you, you can see it. Yeah. And it's not a matter of just seeing it, but you're acting on it too. Yeah. And the money's never in the fees. This is what I think is funny about people. It's like we always make moves based on the tiny bits of money that we're saving. And, you know, as Grant Cardone was saying, um, and we're the reason I mentioned Grant Cardone a bunch, we're taking a course of his. Yeah. So he's he basically saying we're so worried about saving, you know what I mean? And we're never worried about the income that's coming in. And I think that's so true. It's like we're always like we always go to the places based on what's the cheapest. And most of the time, if not all the time, it's not the cheapest that's going to be the best, you know, for you. It's always the education. You know, if you come in, the, Keller Williams does the six personal uh, perspectives and their principles or something. Uh, but it talks about being learning based, committing to self-mastery, you know, focusing on the 20% that's going to move the business forward instead of the 80%, you know, that doesn't do anything for your business. And these are the fundamental pieces that you have to learn. And who cares about 
you know, like the small amount of fees um, that it's going to take you to get to that kind of knowledge, because that kind of knowledge will then take you to 70 something properties or a thousand properties or, you know, so on. It's, it literally is the education. And that's what you have to be as a business owner willing to accept is like, I'm willing to pay, you know, up the wazoo in order to learn this information. I'm literally willing to put everything on the line um, that I own in order to learn uh, how to be successful. Because if you get that, then you realize you can do it over and over again. Like I would never be able, I would never not be able to be an awesome real estate agent for the rest of my life if I wanted to. And I, that's not like a bragging piece. That's like, dude, I learned it. I figured it out. You know, you're looking at it as a cost of doing business, right? And it's cheaper than any education at Liberty University could provide for you, right? Yeah. Uh, at whatever those fees may be to affiliate. But if you embrace that and understand that, hey, I'm going to take this as for all it's worth, and that's going to be a drop in the bucket for what I'm able to do, because I was able to listen and learn and be around others and then cultivate those relationships and then master those into my businesses. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. And what do they say? They say like uh, opportunity cost is your biggest expense, you know, like, and people don't get that. They really, I don't think people really understand it at least. Right. Well, I look at this as our job as leaders to help educate. Right. Yeah. Right. Some people get it. Some people are not. Some people are entrepreneurs. Some people, even though they're in real estate, will always be looking for a job. And I get that. And that's okay because we're all made differently. Right. But if you can change some people's attitudes and mindsets and allow them to grow and be more because they're replicating what they saw from you, then look yeah. at what you've been able to do and change their lives. Absolutely. Well, that, that's awesome. Well, Stephen, I really appreciate your time and joining us today. Yeah, We'll get you back online when, when Joe's back with uh, uh, back with us from Young Thomas. And I look forward to seeing your continued growth for you and your team uh, here in the region and uh, now up into uh, into my home state of Pennsylvania. So I have to keep an eye out for you guys up there. And uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. So thanks right. for joining us on Entrepreneurial Impact. Thanks, David. Appreciate you, man.